This week on Aliens Explored, we will be looking into the life and times of George Knapp, a multi-award-winning investigative journalist who, among other things, interviewed Bob Lazar, whose claims to have worked on reverse engineering crashed UFO technology at Area 51, we have covered extensively in at least one of our earlier episodes. George also brought to light the mysterious happenings at Skinwalker Ranch, owned by his employer, Robert Bigelow. This episode of Aliens Explored is dedicated to our Explorer of the Week, Dean Andwani. Dee has subscribed to our Patreon and helps us keep on doing what we do. Check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash aliens explored and find a tier that suits your budget. Aliens Explored is a weekly podcast exploring famous and obscure cases of UFO sightings, alien abductions and other strange events from both a believing and a sceptical perspective whilst keeping an open mind. I'm Stu Jackson, a professional actor and amateur ufologist with a particular interest in the crop circle phenomenon. I'll be debating that otherworldly visitations are real. The truth is out there. And I'm Neil Kelly. I'm a professional actor as well and used to work for the military as an intelligence analyst. I'll be arguing from a more doubtful point of view. I mean, it's all a bit far-fetched, isn't it? Welcome back, listeners, to Aliens Explored, your weekly podcast, plus a little bit more on occasion. We've had a few specials out lately. Um, But yes, your weekly podcast where we look at aliens, UFOs, UAPs, the people who study them, and all kinds of other stuff. I'm one of your hosts, Stu Jackson. And I'm your other host, Neil Kelly. How are you doing, Neil? I'm doing very well, thank you. How are you? Yeah. Yes, yes. I'm, uh, I'm much better after my... Uh, well, it won't be that recent when this goes out, but uh, my, my recent experiences... At the time of yeah, the time of recording, it was... What was yeah. it, a week ago? Uh, at the time of recording, yeah, just over a week ago. We're recording on the Monday, and this was the uh, a week Saturday before um, mm. when it happened. Uh, yeah, yeah. When it, was, it happened, uh, the event, the um, the size. The, now, uh, in terms of close encounters, what kind was it? If you put a number on it, uh, well, it, using the official classification system, I would count it if it act if it actually was a close encounter, because that's a big mm. question mark. Um, mm. Then it would be of the third kind. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I'm sure. How, how many different Speaking kinds of Speaking of close encounters, I think you're having a close encounter. I can see on my screen in front of me, I saw something behind you. Moving Did you? About. It's gone now. Yeah, it's gone now. Are you just trying to, um, to wind me no, up? No, no, genuinely. There it is again. <laughs> oh, no, it's your pen. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was. I actually thought it was Scaramanga's tail. 
<laughs> I, I can see that. Yeah, just fiddling my pen. Okay. <laughs> because yeah, it did go through my mind because we 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 are still little boys at heart. For me to suddenly say, "Oh shit, Stu, look out behind you!" Mm. Well, mm. while you were still in your rattled state, because that's what kids do, isn't it? So that's why I didn't do it because <laughs> at my advanced stage, I think I'm beyond that sort of thing now. <laughs> I'm I, very I do still. I, you didn't. <laughs> I, I do still scan the room behind you. I do still think, oh, what's that in the corner of the screen? You know, is that? Oh no, it's just a bit of his bit of wire or something. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and there's still an element with me. I'm still a little unsettled. I'm way, way, way uh, less unnerved than I was previously. So. Yeah, hmm. um, if, if any of our listeners are wondering what the hell we're talking about, then uh, go back and look at our special episode about my encounter. Um, it's all there for you to uh, either listen to or you can watch it on our YouTube channel. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting one, and uh, we're going to be doing a follow-up to that. In fact, just after we finish recording this episode, uh, we're going to be speaking to Ben from Central Utah Paranormal. Looking forward to that mm. and uh, getting his thoughts on the whole thing. So it's probably going to come out the other way. So I think the interview with Ben is going to come out before this episode, but it's all there for you to look at. So it's <laughs> all there for you to look at already. So, yeah, okay. Mm. Two so there parts. We go. Anyway, we're talking today about uh, something rather more terrestrial. Or should I say, mm-hmm. someone, um, George Knapp? Who, yes. If you haven't heard of him, you'll have heard about things associated with him. Definitely. Uh, it, 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 you must have come across the name in doing these podcasts, Neil. Um, not in these podcasts, but I, I have come across him before. You know, recognise his picture. Um. Mm-hmm. He's an American television investigative journalist, a news anchor. I think I've seen him on various reporting versions, and a talk show host. Um, widely, highly regarded, been recognised by the Edward R. Murrow Awards, the Peabody Awards, and twenty-four Pacific Southwest Regional Emmy Awards. So, um, yeah, yeah. So he's a, he's a he's a big deal, but he also he um, really is reported on the story of Bob Lazar. Um, who claimed to have worked on UFOs, extraterrestrials, at Area 51. Yeah. So um, so George is probably best known for being a talk radio host on Coast to Coast. This mm. is an American late-night radio uh, channel. I think it runs from like 1 a.m. to 5 a.m. Mm. Uh, that's in Eastern time. Um yeah, and Coast to Coast is like, it's basically dedicated paranormal conspiracy um, stuff. Well, and, um, and also very concerned with animal welfare. Oh, uh, George Knapp In, personally is. Coast to Coast pers- is, yes. is, is not. Yeah, that, but yeah. Okay. Um, but, but yeah, George Knapp, I mean, he was basically a standard investigative journalist. Um, hmm. Yeah, doing okay for himself, um, but not connected 
in any way with the paranormal until, as you rightly say, he came across the Bob Lazar story. And, and in fact, mm. he was... I don't think he broke the Bob Lazar story, but I think he was the first person to do an in-depth interview with Bob, or it was something mm. along those lines. He's He certainly was very... He was instrumental in getting Bob's story out there. Um, absolutely, definitely. Mm. Um, yeah, so Bob Lazar, we, so we did an episode, one of, our, one of our earliest episodes. We ought to revisit that, perhaps. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, on his Wikipedia page, Bob Lazar, or Robert Scott Lazar, is described as an American conspiracy theorist and self-proclaimed physicist. Um, who says he was hired in the late 80s to reverse engineer alien technology at Area 51, or as it's called, um, S4. Mm. So we, we went into a lot of that. I don't know if you remember yeah. that. That was like nearly three years ago now. Was it really? Uh, Blimey. Yeah, it's when we talked about it. And we, we, we uh, disputed back then as to whether or not his his credentials were genuine. Um, that's hmm. a good one to go back and listen to listeners. Uh, I'll give you the exact episode number. It was episode three. So Blimey. yeah, it was one of our very, very first to go out. Went out on 31st of July, 2020. Yeah. Nearly three years ago. Um, no. Yeah. So that's kind of did- what broke or, or what, what, accelerated George into the world of the paranormal. Yeah, I mean, he yeah. did say that um, you know, he's an investigative journalist. He he discovered evidence which corroborated some of Lazar's claims and said you know, they should be taken more serious than what he called typical UFO affair. Um, but also, to his eternal shame, he also published the claims of a conspiracy theorist called uh, William, no, Milton William Cooper, um, who's considerably less credible. Okay, no, I'm not familiar um, with him. Okay, um, he's a, a guy with a very, very shady background. Um, he's, he's a conspiracy theorist. He, he described um, the HIV AIDS as a man-made disease used to target blacks, Hispanics, and homosexuals, and that, you know, the cure was created before it was released. Um, He claimed to have served the U.S. Navy, the U.S. Air Force, and Naval Intelligence, Um, but public records say he he only did a period in the Navy with a rating of E5, or sergeant, which will be a a petty officer second class in in the Royal Navy. Um, He did serve in Vietnam, got two service medals, and he did serve on a work for naval intelligence, but um, but he expanded the speculations of earlier conspiracies by incorporating government involvement with extraterrestrials as a central theme. Um, George Knapp said it was to his um, eternal shame that he publicised Milton William Cooper's claims. Okay, so he made so, a mistake and he held up his hands about it. That's that's what I'm taking from that. But it, it does highlight the dangers. I think a, a particular one, one that I'm always aware of, that you know, you get something officially from the government, 
the government says something, you decide that for whatever reason you don't entirely believe it or you don't believe it at all. Um, and the next thing you know, you're forming a conspiracy and these conspiracies join together. I mean, we know about QAnon, which kind of joins, it's, it's, a, it's an all-encompassing conspiracy-based view of the entire world. And the next thing you know, you're giving you're giving credence to someone like um, Bill Cooper, who says, "Well, yeah, HIV/AIDS, of course, was you know released by the American military or whoever to kill blacks, Hispanics, and homosexuals. That's um, mm. um, and the world's flat. And um, if you can't get a girlfriend, you should kill people and." that sort of thing and don't wear a mask and don't get vaccinated because it's all a all a conspiracy and the no Bill sense Gates will change, control yeah. you through microchips <laughs> yeah yeah that 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 sort of thing uh, that's that's where you you kind of start circling that plug hole as soon as you decide that um something you've been told officially isn't true it's um, it's yeah it, it's a difficult one and I or, I get or in the that. case yeah or in the case of some governments we've had recently in the US and Britain um, you get into conspiracy theories if you decide that what they're saying is true because we've had prime ministers and presidents who are conspiracy theorists mm, yes yes so. It's, uh, I mean, less so over here, I think, in the UK. Um, probably less so, but they, they certainly, with the with the recent pandemic, we had a government that acted in such a way as to make people very sceptical about things like masks and vaccinations. Oh, yes, um, yes. And absolutely. they certainly didn't well, act in a, in a competent way. Well, the people who donate hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of pounds to individual MPs are people who own things like chains of restaurants and chains of pubs. Mm. Um, if you if you have a lockdown to save people's lives, then those restaurants and pubs aren't making any money. Mm. So they will put pressure on the people in whom... In whose pockets they are, anyway. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. What, what was, the, what I was feel the, very strongly about that. What, what was the the um the campaign that Rishi Sunak, then Chancellor, oh, now Prime eat Minister, eat out was, to help out. Eat out to help out. Yeah, go to a restaurant. Yeah, eat out to help out. Mm. Um, yeah. So yeah, you you do, you do get into this kind of conspiracy thing, but uh, obviously George Knapp found Bob Lazar very credible. It did, and and still to this day stands by his claims. Mm. Very but much kind so. Of, I, I always get mixed up between um, area, <coughs> sorry, area fifty one and Roswell. The two seem to be very closely linked in my mind, and I do sometimes wonder: did this was this area fifty one, or is this at Roswell? Are they anywhere near each other? They're in in. In British terms, no, they're a long way away. In American terms, they're on the doorstep of each yeah. other. Um, they're like a thousand miles away, I think, off the top of my head. Something like hmm. that. Um, Area 51 is uh, 
I mean, it's only recently that they've actually admitted Area 51 actually exists anyway. Um, but mm. it is essentially a nuclear missile testing ground. Um, it is some distance away. They're both in, um, it's out in Nevada Way, mm. uh, as I believe is Roswell. But the reason it's associated most of all is it is claimed that that is where the crashed spaceship from Roswell was taken. Mm. Was Area Fifty One? So there's there's the connection. Yes, that's that's your that's at the heart of your connection. Mm. No other things have sprung up around that, but um, that's the bottom line with it. Yeah, so that's um, that's where a lot of that connection comes from, uh, mm. and of course, this is not the only time that um, that George Knapp is instrumental in bringing some pretty major, I'll say, paranormal um, UFO related um, events to the public's eye. So. George Knapp was employed by a chap we've spoken about very recently uh, on uh, the podcast, uh, Robert Bigelow, as part of his National oh, Institute of Discovery Science. And he bought um, Skinwalker Ranch. Yes. Uh, now, George Knapp, basically, if you've heard of Skinwalker Ranch, you've heard of it because hmm. of George Knapp. Okay. So yeah, he he's the one who essentially publicised um, Skinwalker Ranch. I mean, the locals all knew there was a kind of lots of local legends about it, but it it came into the public eye because specifically of George Knapp. Now, if you look at that from a, a bigger, wider angle, so Robert Bigelow. Um, as you rightly say, he buys Skinwalker Ranch, or Sherman Ranch as it, it was then. Um, mm. He starts these investigations into the various paranormal things, and we've, we've, we've got a whole episode about Skinwalker Ranch where we talk about that. Um, mm. I'm sure we'll be talking about it again in the future. But uh, Robert Bigelow starts these these scientific investigations into it. Along comes the government, who says, we want you to work on our um, advanced aerospace threat identification program, or ATIP, Mm -hmm. as it's called. And all of a sudden, everything about Skinwalker Ranch goes quiet. Uh, everything mm. from the National Institute of Discovery Science. Nope, that's suddenly classified information. Um, but here's the thing. Here, here's the the connection. Where we are now getting the government to admit quite freely that there are UAPs that can do things that human craft cannot do that are being controlled by some external force, and they've admitted this freely, that wouldn't have happened were it not for the research and the the notoriety of Skinwalker Ranch. So when you follow the chain back, it's because of George Knapp that we are in this, this almost, almost to a point of disclosure now. 
Yeah. A very important guy. Oh, yeah. Very important guy. You're smiling. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't think we're close to disclosure. I think, um, you know, I'm always... I mean, there is that um, that kind of general rule, isn't it, about the media, that if they, if they start publishing some... If they, if they suddenly make a big deal about something like UFOs or, in Britain, the royal family... Um, that's when to start delving into what else is going on that they don't want to report on. What are the, there what are is they an element that? of that, absolutely, and and that does happen. But so it, it's fair to say that it's only been three years that you've been exposed to ufology with any real, in, in any meaningful way. Is that hmm. a fair thing to say? I would say that's a fair. Fair one, yeah. I mean, I so I can before, remember but... like 20 years ago what things were like and how tight-lipped... Like, it, basically, if you came anywhere near any government formal announcements with UFOs, you hmm. would be utterly, utterly ridiculed. Now it's being taken seriously. Now we've got uh, UN... <clears throat> official so the UN recently had a vote um about whether or not they should set up a committee to investigate UAPs and it was um 25 in fa- voted in favor two abstained one was against that would never have mm. happened 20 years ago absolutely no chance no it but would i have think been laughed at I think twenty years ago, when someone said UFO, they meant flying saucer. That was that was you, know, you said. I've seen a UFO. You've actually seen a flying saucer and little green men. And yes, you'd be laughed at. Yeah. Um, now, when they say UFO, they say, "Well, you know, it's it is just that. It's just something identify something we couldn't identify." And in fact, we're even going to broaden the definition further, and we're not, not even going to suggest it was an object. We're going to call it an, an unidentified aerial phenomenon. It could be a trick of the light or atmospherics or something like that. There's something in the sky that we saw, and we don't know what it is. It's and that's, a, that's all we're saying. It, it's a bit of a misconception that UAP is a new is new terminology. It's not. It, it's been around for about forty years. But it, it's new to me. It's new to you, absolutely. It's, it's new in the public usage, but it has it, been used for about forty years by it has official... been. Used, yeah, it's it, it's you, much more widely used now. And when someone says they've seen a UAP, well, they're not. Some people don't say that, do they? They say, "Well, I saw something weird in the sky. I saw mm-hmm. some weird lights in the sky." Don't know what they're not going to get laughed at. They say, "Oh, where do you see them then?" And and they'll say, "Well, yeah," and they might describe it, and they'll say, "Well, that sounds odd." Wonder what it was, and they can all speculate as to what it was, but and, and probably not. You know, occasionally come to the conclusion, oh, it's definitely a visitor from another world. But that's just, the just... point. So, in twenty years, we've gone from these things would have been. There's no way they would have been taken seriously. Anybody mentioning them would have been laughed at and ridiculed. To mm. the government actually releasing footage. Hmm. I mean, that's oh. uh, we're way down the road. To, a lot of people think disclosure is this binary thing that will go from one day 
government's denying everything to the following day they'll wake up and the governments have admitted that, you know, yes, they're in contact with aliens and, you know, that that's how people picture disclosure as this this very binary switch. It's not. It's it's gonna be a ramped up process over decades. It'll take decades for it to get to a point whereby the government are actually admitting what's going on. Um, and even then, will they fully admit it? That's a whole other thing. Um, so, yeah, but we, we need to get out this mindset of disclosure being a an on-off switch. It's really, really not. We're, we're heading. Um, well, we're, yeah, they're going to they're gonna butter you up. They're going to sort of lead you by the hand gently towards it. But at some point, they're going to say, yeah, yeah, you've got to make that final leap that, yeah, these things come from a, another dimension. We're part and they've way been in touch. There, though. By releasing sure the footage, by saying they are capable of manoeuvring in a way that we cannot replicate with human yeah. craft. They've said this. but Yeah, but they said we still don't know what they are, really. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But that is a massive step. Massive. An incredible step. It's something that many of us amongst the public have already known, so it might not feel like a massive step, but for a government to actually admit it and release the footage. And we've got George Knapp to thank for it. But but I also think there's a political dimension to this, that um, America, the United States, has a military and aerial superiority that it didn't have, for instance, during the Cold War. During the Cold War, when... You know, it suited them to describe the Soviet Union and even China as military rivals with similar technology that, you know, if we're, if we're going into all-out war, it's going to be 50-50. We'll, we'll, we'll suffer a lot. They're not prepared to admit that there's anything coming into our airspace that we don't know what it is. They want to tell the public, you know, nothing gets in here without us knowing about it and being able to shoot it down. That's going to be part of it. And now... Now that I think it's generally acknowledged that you know, the United States has a military that goes way beyond anything anyone else has got. I mean, the, their military spending is is more than the next two, three or four countries all put together, isn't it, in terms of military spending or the next top, top ten, um, that, that they can say, yeah, there's this stuff that we just don't know what it is. We shot it down anyway, you know, but... Yeah. Because that's what but we that's, do. That's, 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 that's admitting that they don't have aerial superiority by saying there are these craft that just manoeuvre in a way that we can't keep but, up. But that, that's what I mean. They're they're more happy to admit that um, they they don't have aerial superiority because they can kind of dismiss out of out of hand the idea that maybe the Russians or the Chinese put something up there that's mm. superior to anything we've got. We we know that they don't have anything like that. Well, we can it's be fine sure because it. it's not the commies. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, it's fine. I mean, I mean yeah. uh, was it um, was it um, George Santos or some someone like that? Who's the governor of Florida? Um, it is Santos. I think it was George Santos. I know Schwarzenegger said, yeah. last I remember. Yeah, oh, that's, oh, no, that's, that's California. California. <laughs> yeah, um, he said, you know, he's these reports of UFOs, what he's concerned about is that it might be a, a terrestrial enemy that's developed the capability of encroaching on US airspace. He's not too bothered about 
people from another dimension or another world. That comes back to my point. 20 years ago, there wouldn't have been any question. Anything in the skies must be man-made. It's got to be. And they wouldn't tolerate the idea of anything else. Mm. Anyway, I think we've got a lot to thank George Knapp for, and I applaud him for it. Um, it's not to say he doesn't have his decriers. Uh, of course, hey, he doesn't. And if he can make his mistakes and, and admit to them and hold his hands up and say, I'm sorry I made a mistake, all credit to him for that. I respect that. Yeah. So there we go. So here's to George Knapp, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. Feel, feel free to get in touch if uh, if you feel you, you need to redress anything, George. Oh, absolutely. Or, or get in touch. Just mm. um, you know, we'll we'd love to talk to you. Absolutely. Mm. Um, and uh, if you want to get in touch, George Knapp, or any of our listeners, you can get in touch with us via Facebook and Twitter by searching Aliens Explored. You can get in touch by commenting on one of our YouTube videos on our dedicated Aliens Explored YouTube channel. Uh, you can, if you're, if you're one of our Patreon subscribers, you get exclusive access to our Discord server, so you can chat to us through there and... Uh, course with other like-minded people as well there are links to all these things below even our email address aliensexplored at gmail.com join us next time when we'll be we're heading back in time again neil to 74 bc this time oh, really? when, uh, <laughs> we'll be visiting ancient phrygia or asian turkey as it's now known um, we'll be looking Phrygia. at a Pythos-shaped UFO in Phrygia. That's right, 74 BC. We'll be chatting to some eyewitnesses. No, we won't. <laughs> mm -hmm. They'd be rather old by now. Uh, but we will be talking about that event, so you don't want to miss that one. In the meantime, keep watching. Well, keep watching Coast to Coast and anything you see George Knapp on, because we think he's a bloody nice bloke. Uh, and of course, keep watching the skies. Take care for now. Bye bye. Aliens Explored is a Fiegel Films production in association with Juicy Falls. Music by Darren Mafucci and editing by Stu Jackson. Find us on Twitter and Facebook by searching Aliens Explored or visit AliensExplored.com.